What up, what up? This is Quick Pod Thoughts. Uh, This is Iman checking in. Hope everybody's staying safe, doing well. Um, Starting to get back into the swing of things, Um, different phases. Places are opening up. I know I hear in Carolina, um, we just started to open up, and it's been really cool. It's been awesome Uh, just seeing people again. Um, You know, I'm not a super... uh, outgoing person, but I mean, everybody needs um, some friends, some friendships, some dialogue back and forth. Um, It's really important. But today, um, I want to focus on something spiritual. And that is going to happen on this podcast. Uh, Sometimes it's it's a a podcast of all sorts. Um, I, I cannot give it a certain lane, but Today, I want to talk about why the church building is important. And I just kind of want to talk about this past weekend we had at my church, uh, Liberty in Durham. Shout out Pastor Gray. Um, And how I experienced this past weekend. So, Sunday comes and it's our first Sunday to have services indoors. Um, We have a capacity limit, all that, but it's our first time to have church indoors in a long time. And, or it feels like a long time. And it it was so easy to get comfortable with live stream church. Because you get to wake up, chill, uh, watch church, listen, sing along if you want. And then, you know, turn it off. And that's the reality of it. I mean, it's really hard to pay attention in the live stream service. I mean, we're having outdoor services and you can see everybody's on their phone. Nobody's paying attention. Um, And while I hold to and agree with the church is not the building, the building is important. Because when I was back in church this weekend, in the building, um, it's just a different atmosphere. Um, I mean, first we had singing, you know, and everybody is just singing their hearts out to the Lord. We're singing praises, congregational specials. I mean, I was crying because the Lord is touching my heart. And then pastor gets up. And he's just getting after it. And um, I know many of you may not understand what I mean by that. That's not typical church language, and I get that. And I'll I'll talk about church language in another pod, but he's just getting after it. And just bars everywhere, spitting bars everywhere. I mean, encouraging, challenging. He's just going in. And, you know, I really felt the Lord talking to me, you know, fix this. Why are you doing this? Just pressing on my heart. Um, Do better at this. and I can't say that I've really felt that in a while. And it's no one's fault but mine. Because I've not given the same attention to church in quarantine. But being back in that church building, I mean, the, the church is not the building, but the building matters 
because it's holding my attention. You know, I, I can't go on my phone in church. I, I've, I haven't done that ever, really. You know, since I got a phone in high school, I don't go on my phone in church. I used to leave it in the car. Um, I, I can't do it. I will not do it because I want to be fully engaged in what God has for me. Not I'm better than anybody. I think that's just wise. Um, you know, I'm a basketball coach. I don't bring my phone to the bench because I want to be fully engaged in what I'm doing. And so this past weekend, it was just amazing to see how quickly God could work in my life just by being in the building. And I just want to give a few things to back that up. One is the precedent given of the temple and the precision and time God took to have it built. God's house is no joke. It's no joke. I mean, it was so precise and almost monotonous in the way that God wanted his house built. But it's because it's so important. It's so important how God's house is built. It's so important that it is reverent to him. And that's my next thing is the reverence God's house gives and should give to everyone. I mean, even in movies and TV shows, typically when there's a reference to a clergy or a church, those people uh, stand down from their violence or, oh, man, you know, that's a that's a priest. That's a pastor. Or, man, we got we can't do something in the church. We can't steal from the church, stuff like that. I mean, everybody knows that that's a house of God. They'll say it in the movies, in the shows. That's a house of God. Everybody understands that. There's a certain reverence that you have when you step into church. My parents taught me that early on. Have reverence to God's house. Do not run. Do not play. You can do that outside. I mean, you never caught me running across the front of the church or on the platform. Ever. Ever. I'm, my friend's telling me, hey, let's go play. Let's play in between the pews. I mean, I'm eight-year-old saying, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good. Thanks, though. Because there's a certain reverence that God's house should have. And finally, God's people need time together. Christians, we need time together. You know, the, the verse, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. We need that time together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And that's kind of what I want to focus on is that exhorting one another. Not only should we not forsake each other, but we need that exhortation, that encouragement. I'm fortunate enough to work in a Christian school in a church to where I don't have to deal with those outside influences really every day. But I've worked secular jobs. I've worked outside jobs. I mean, I can't tell you how many cuss words I've heard in like one conversation when I worked at a a plant, a steam plant. I mean, people are just going nuts on each other, man. I can't even like fathom that. Like as I'm watching it, I'm like, how is this possible? And come home and be like, man, mom, dad, how do y'all do this every day? Christians, you know, most people don't 
have what I have, get to do what I get to do. I understand that. We need that encouragement to see each other and just see a smiling face and someone that loves you. I mean, that goes a long way. Just see someone say, man, I haven't seen you in so long. It's good to see you. It's good to see you in God's house. Let's worship together. We are brought brought together through Christ. I mean, there's nothing like that. I have a lot of good friends. Like I talked about last pod, I got some brothers for life. But you know what's interesting about almost every person that I would consider close to me, not all of them, but almost all of them, is we are bonded by Jesus. We are bonded by Jesus. Yeah, we're bonded through hoops. No doubt. But when it gets down to it, we're bonded through Christ. And that's just what I want to share with y'all real quick. Um, I'm going to get into some questions next segment. Stay tuned. All right, we back. Um, I, I put on my Instagram story. Uh, just the opportunity to ask some questions, have some thoughts um, about anything. Um, you know, typically I get a lot of sports questions and I'm kind of tired of those, but um, I just want to talk about life, really. I'm not a, a super uh, philosoph- philosophical, um, but sometimes I think I am. So first question I got from my boy, Seth Hanna, shout out. How to figure out what God has for you after college and for the future. Um, it's something everybody's going to struggle with, man. Um, my senior year of college, I didn't have anywhere to go till April. I mean, you graduate in May, and I was like, man, I, I, I'm going to have to go home and just work. But uh, some things that I did are this. One, pray specifically and honestly. Um, I had so many scared prayers during that time of, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know that you have put me in this path for a reason. So please open a door. Um, Lord, I'm getting married and I want to provide for my wife. Uh, I want to work in a church. I want to um, serve you wholeheartedly. Please give me an opportunity. So many scared prayers. Uh, I was honest with God. And I prayed specifically, you know, Lord, I want to be in a church. Uh, This is what I went to school for. I want to work in a place where I can directly impact people. He has given me that opportunity twice, you know, and I, I hope and pray that I will continue to get that opportunity as I follow Christ. Another thing is... Be right with God and open to it. You know, asking a question when you're not okay with God, um, that's counterintuitive. Like, if I were to ask my mom a question, but, you know, I just yelled at her two days before, I'm probably not going to get an answer that I want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Because we haven't addressed other issues. If you're right with God, you're in his pathway. You know, that's where you need to be and be open to what he has you to do. Um, you know, going to college for four years, trying to be a youth pastor. That's what I did. That's what I thought I had to do. 
I thought I didn't have a choice. I gotta be a youth pastor. I did have a choice. Um, here I am now, a few years later. I'm a coach. I get to directly impact people every day as a coach. You know, when I get to see my boys in school every day, um, private workouts, hopefully open gyms coming back up, uh, building relationships with people, with young men who are striving to be better young men. That's what I do. And... Before I got to this point of what I feel like I'm strong with and at, I was an assistant pastor in Indiana. I'm not a great preacher. Um, I'm not a great people person that could just go up to anybody and, you know, make you feel like I've known you your whole life. I'm not that, but I did my best and I believe God honored that. He knows I did my best. I tried my hardest. And I really strove to help people. And so be right with God and open to him. Um, What you do the first time may not be what you do for the rest of your life. You know, careers change. Things happen. But if you're open to it, God will give you the desires of your heart. And as you are in his path, those will become your desires. I didn't always want to be a, a Christian school coach. I didn't even know Christian schools were really a thing till I got to college. But he knew where my heart was. It's in hoops. And as I was in his path, he gave me the desire of my heart. And lastly, ask for advice, but don't rely on it. Only God can tell you his plan. And that's huge. I mean, so many times you hear the God's will thrown around. I can't understand it. I mean, how is, how is someone else going to tell me what God's will is for my life? You know, I, I really can't understand that. You're not a prophet. You don't know. You can give advice. If I'm making a decision, the first person I call is my dad. Dad, I, I think I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? I may listen, I may, I will listen, I will listen, but I may do what he says, I may not, but I want to get his advice either way. But you know, my dad has never said to me once, hey son, I think it's God's will you do this. You want to know why? Because he, it, it's not him. It's not Milton's will for him, it's God's will. And he's always told me, you want to know what God's will is? Seek it. And that would be my advice. Ask for it. Ask for other people's input. Don't rely on it. Don't take it as gospel. Only God can tell you his plan. There's nothing wrong with asking for advice. And asking, you can ask me for advice. Seth and I have a great relationship. He'll ask me for advice. I'll tell him. Does he do what I say? I have no idea. Does it matter? No. Because ultimately, God is going to tell him what he should do. And hopefully... I strive to be one of those friends that uplifts him and that God has put in his life to help guide him when I, if I feel like he's straying or if I feel like, you know, something wrong, which I don't or have rarely ever, but to be there for him when he needs it. 
Rely on God, not people. Question number two, my top five shoes. This is going to go from five to one. Number five, the Air Max 97. Um, I just love the build of that shoe. I love Air Maxes in general, but that's got to be my favorite one. I've had a pair of Air Max 90s, love those. Um, Had some ones, love those. But the 97s, don't matter what colorway, those are just tough. Number four, the Nike Blazer Mid Grim Reaper. I mean, those shoes are so cold with the black and orange. Oh, my goodness. Um, I love those kicks. I love those kicks. Um, The Nike Mid Blazer collection is just sick. Like, I mean, it's sick. That's one of my favorite shoe collections of all time. Number three, the Jordan 1 Band. Um, my top three are Jordans because I think they're just a classic timeless shoe. Um, the Jordan 1 Band is so tough. The black and red. Number two is the Bread 11. Um, personally, I think the 11, the Jordan 11 is the best shoe ever made. Um, I think it can go a style. You can hoop in it. I hooped in it my senior year. Really enjoyed it. It was really comfortable. Um, the Bread 11, I have some there just clean and I'm all about them. But my number one favorite shoe, my dream shoe, are the Jordan Taxi 12s. To me, those are the prettiest shoe I've ever seen. And I'd love to have some. Question three, how to find and keep balance in life? Um, My boy LT asks this. (laughs) Shout out LT. Always challenging me, man. I love it. Um, This is something everyone, I believe, is trying to do, but not many have been able to. I don't have an answer right now, but uh, I have some ideas that I will share in my next pod. So, LT, this will be a part two for you, bro. Um, give me some time to think about this one. And, uh, you know, later on in the week, I'm going to put one out and I'm going to try to address this. Now, again, my wisdom only goes so far, but I will do my best to do some practical things and things that have helped me. And question four, the correlation between faith and fitness. Um, I really like this one, and uh, I'm really interested to talk about this with a few different people, um, specifically Thatcher, who asked this question. Uh, We'll have a pod coming up on this one. Um, This is an aspect of Christianity that goes without being talked about basically ever. And in college, man, that really bothered me. So thank you guys for the questions. Um, I love them. I appreciate them. Shout out Jack Ferner. Um, just giving me some good thoughts about um, why the church building is important. Um, I hope you guys listen. Um, I hope you share whatever. Um, this podcast is fun for me. And uh, I hope to get some of my friends on soon. Talk about different stuff. Talk about life. Catch up. And uh, I'll see you all again later. Deuce.